Before we dive into the episode, I want you to know that I just created a brand new course on podcasting where you can learn how to record, edit, publish, promote your brand new podcast on all of the channels in under 60 minutes with little or no cost to you. This course will help you save thousands of dollars, hundreds of hours, and best of all, it's only 47 minutes long and costs $37. To learn more, go to drozzy.co backslash podcast 101. Our second sponsor for the episode is awakenstudio.nyc. If you're looking to brush up your website, you are going to love their template restyle. It's incredibly affordable. It takes one day to create, and it will transform your template-based website into a custom-looking, branded, and gorgeous site. Visit awakenstudio.nyc. That's awakenstudio.nyc. And mention this episode to receive a business breakthrough session with yours truly. With nothing further, let's dive in. Welcome to Inspired by Purpose. Each week, We roll out episodes of successful, purpose-inspired entrepreneurs to inspire and empower you. My name is Dr. Ozzy Jankovic, and I believe that purpose is what inspires us to make our greatest impact. I'm so grateful that you're here. Now let's get started. Hey everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Inspired by Purpose. We have an inspiring entrepreneur on the show today. His name is Danny Gavin. He's the CEO of Optage, a digital marketing agency, and he's also CEO of Odeo Digital Marketing Academy. He's a professor of marketing at University of Houston, and his classes there are award-winning. Now, if you've ever thought of a career in digital marketing or upgrading your capabilities in this area, you're going to want to listen to this episode. I also want you to check out his academy. Odeo Academy is a place where you can really learn everything you need to know about digital marketing. So whether you're looking for a career in digital marketing or if you want to open your own business as a freelancer or even start an agency, you're going to want to check this out. Danny was generous enough to give our listeners a significant discount on the program when you use the code AZ23. It's happening now, so go to odeoacademy.com or click the link in the show notes for more information. This episode is sponsored by two of my favorite digital marketing tools. The first one is called Descript. If you're creating video or audio content, you're going to want to check out Descript. It allows you to edit your footage without ever having to edit audio or video. You can edit both of those things just like you're editing a Word document and Descript does the rest for you. It has tons of other features and with my unique link, you can get started for free. Visit drozzy.co backslash Descript. That's D-E-S-C-R-I-P-T or click the link in the show notes. One more word from our sponsors today. This one is from ThriveCart. ThriveCart is the world's most effective online checkout tool for your business. I use ThriveCart and I love it because it allows me to process payments quickly and easily. It has so many other features that are really robust and will help convert all of your leads into clients 
quickly and easily. It's the best one on the market. And best of all, it's a one-time purchase with no need for expensive monthly recurring charges like so many other of the CART platforms. You can visit drozzy.co backslash thrive for more information and to get started with this effective online CART tool. Guys, this episode with Danny is so cool. He's so down to earth. He's such a nice guy. And his story is incredible because before he became a digital marketing CEO, he was actually a rabbi. And he has a really cool spiritual journey that he talks about. He also talks about some of the challenges of his childhood that motivated him as an entrepreneur. He has an incredible track record of success. He started his business only a handful of years ago, and now he has over 30 people working on his team. And he became a professor of marketing at the prestigious University of Houston Business School, and his courses are winning awards. It was such a pleasure to meet Danny and speak with him. We're going to get into all things digital marketing, and he's going to give over some really important strategies and concepts that can help you with your digital marketing at any level of your business journey. So whether you're starting out or whether you're a more established company or organization, you can benefit tremendously from this episode. With nothing further, Danny Gavin. Welcome to Inspired by Purpose. Danny, it's so great to have you here. It's a huge pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't we dive into your story a little bit and how you got inspired to pursue digital marketing? So I like to start off that I grew up in an immigrant family. I was born in South Africa and my parents immigrated to the United States when I was a baby. And why that was so important is because, you know, growing up in a foreign country and your parents working really hard, it's not easy but it really makes you stronger. So, you know, my entrepreneurial spirit now has a lot to do with that. My first foray into digital was building my school's website when I was in eighth grade using GeoCities for anyone who knows what that is. Obviously it didn't last too long and they created their own website, but that was pretty fun. I got to learn HTML and and CSS from a very early age. And then my family, they launched their first website, e-commerce website, actually in 1999, which is crazy, right? Who was selling things online at that time? So yeah, just very involved in digital at an early age. And then skip a couple of years later, after I went to yeshiva and became a rabbi, I decided that religion is an important thing for me, but not necessarily what I wanted to spend, you know, my working hours doing. And therefore I studied and or studied for an MBA at the University of Houston. There were a lot of people in my life here in Houston, Texas, that had a similar path where they, you know, went to yeshivas and then ended up go get going to get a graduate degree. So I felt like that was a really cool path for me as well. And yeah, University of Houston was absolutely wonderful. It really allowed me to open my horizons with a diverse crowd and kind of was a good segue into the real world. It was excellent. And there I also took a lot of very practical courses, whether that was working with real life businesses or you know learning real, real tools or database management, all things that really helped me afterwards. Also of note is an internship that I had between the first and second years, you know, MBAs are known for like their MBA internship. And I had a hard time finding one, but someone in my community, Daniel Kotler is like, Hey, you know, why don't you come and do your internship here at blinds.com? And that was, I would say the main turning point, because that was my first full time in a company doing digital marketing. 
of course, it was at the internship level, but I learned a whole bunch. And I think that's where my passion really grew. So when I left there, and then when I graduated, I went into the family business, but then I also started to consult from a digital marketing perspective. And that was back in 2010. Fast forward 2017, decided to turn my consultancy into an agency. And then five, six years later, thank God, you know, running Optage, which is a full service digital marketing agency, close to 30 people, both full-time and contractors. And on the other side of the story, we have the university invited me back in 2015. And they're like, hey, we want to up our digital marketing education. We see that you're very involved and you're doing great things. How about come back to the university? And I was like, dude, that's amazing. You know, I was come back planning to the university on- and be a professor. Exactly. And in my like in my like bucket list, it was like, yeah, in 10 years, I'll become a professor. So the fact that I got an invite five years early was awesome. It was also bragging rights against my brother, who is an actual PhD. And like he's in this program for like six years, like, hey, you know, I made professorship before you, but you, you know, just a joke. That's great. Uh, great. It's useful. We need to be teaching useful things at the university level. A hundred percent, you know, due to the fact that I saw in my own education, how important experiential learning was to me, it was like, wow, I've got to come back to the university and do that as well. So really the foundation of all my courses at the university is experiential learning. And that practically means, you know, I recruit six to eight companies every semester to work with student groups so that when they're learning, they can actually apply what they're learning. And it's not just theoretical. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been amazing. And, you know, the highest rate rated classes, you know, in the, in the business program, and we won the inaugural experiential learning award. So it's all been, you know, really fun. That's incredible. It's incredible. And for everyone listening, who is not going to enroll in the university of Houston in person, fear not because Danny does have a course on digital marketing, and we're going to get into that really soon. But before we do, I want to ask you a little more, Danny, because your story growing up with immigrant parents and in a hardworking family, and then going on to become a rabbi, I sense there's some sort of like seeking for purpose or meaning, something happening on a deeper level. I'd love to hear more about that from you. Like, how did you get inspired in all of those regards? Yeah, I mean... You know, my my parents are Balchuva, which means that they didn't grow up Orthodox. And, you know, after they got married, they, you know, became, you know, observant. But it wasn't like extreme, like it was early. And, you know, my parents sent us to a Jewish day school. So as we were growing in throughout the grades and learning more, our parents sort of grew with us at the same time. And, you know, spirituality both from a like a religious perspective but also from like a creative perspective you know whether it's you know my grandmother is is a famous south african artist my my grandfather was a famous jazz bassist in south africa so kind of grew up in a very interesting you know home where like on one hand yes we're we're growing in our in our observance of judaism but also have this nice rounded perspective from a musical and art perspective and yeah, that kind of all comes together of, you know, being very inspired in my community for high school. Most of us would leave home and that was a really hard situation. I was 15 when I left home to go to high school and it, it was into a class of in, in Los Angeles, California, a very clicky class that kind of grew up all together. That was also a crazy experience, but 
Yeah, I mean, when we think about like the religious perspective, you know, there's a lot of time in life to figure out what we're going to do monetarily. But those early ages, you know, specifically high school and college, uh, as much as important to to make a living, it's also important to figure out who you are and what's going to be important in your life. So while some will jump to university right away, others are going to create that spiritual foundation in their life. And, and then, you know, once that's in place, then it's a good time to move on and figure out what else you're going to do. Uh, and that's pretty much the path that I took and thank God it, it was very successful and sort of the different levels and the different foundations that I built, you know, led me to where I am today. That's beautiful. I love what you said about how there is always time to work on making a living and go out and do that. And there is so much hope, right? You're sitting here and you became a professor of marketing after you said five years and you started this business five, six years ago, and now you have 30 people working for you. So I really see you as a prime example of someone who can inspire our listeners to make things happen and make things happen in a timely fashion. So why don't we go ahead on that note and talk a little bit about your digital marketing school, because you have your agency and you also now have this academy where you're training people to either work as professionals or even as agency owners down the line with these tools. Can you share with us what your academy is all about? Sure. So I'll tell you first, like where the inspiration came from. You know, COVID just started March 2020, and I got a call from the JCC of Greater Coney Island, right, which is in New York. And I'm in Houston, Texas. But like, hey, Danny, like we're trying to, you know, enliven people. How about giving a course to, you know, people in the greater tri-state area about digital marketing? It's like, oh, this is cool. Like I'm at home anyhow. Like, what am I doing? You know, that was like the early days of Zoom. And yeah, it was amazing. Starting this class, I had about 100 people. And then by the end of the class, I think it was like an eight week class, you know, it was down to 25, but those 25 were like really hardcore and so into it. And it was wonderful. So after that, I was like, wow, this is really fun. Like I really enjoyed it. And maybe there's something here, right? That's a little bit more. And that kind of pushed me to say, okay, I need to turn this into a course and provide it not just to like my university students, but to people who are out there. And so we did, that was sort of what the direction that we went in and started building the course, coming up with like what the lessons are, how are we going to structure it? I hired my sister-in-law, Rifki Levin, who's awesome. We worked together a couple of years ago when I was like training her early days in SEO when she was working for a promotional company, but she's a mom who works at home and it was a great opportunity to kind of join forces and create this amazing course. And as we were going deeper, you know, we have a general cohort, which means for anyone, but realize that, hey, this is also a really good opportunity for, for women, especially women who, you know, have kids who work from home, need more of a flexible job. So we decided, hey, let's create a women's only cohort specifically for like the Orthodox Jewish women who don't feel comfortable being in a mixed class. And it, it did great. And, you know, thank God we're four semesters in. So we've had four groups of, of all women and we're about to start our fifth in April, April 30th. And yeah, it's just been very inspiring to create this vehicle and give this opportunity for people to learn a skill, specifically digital marketing, find the area that they love because no one's going to love everything, but 
they're going to find the areas that they like. And for all the areas that they don't like, at least they're going to have a good understanding. And then use that as a launching pad to now move into this next stage of their life, whether it's getting a job, if it's getting internships, maybe they're at a job already, but they've decided, oh my gosh, we've been hiring this agency for five years who doesn't know anything about SEO. We might as well do it ourselves. So there's lots of cool, you know, different stories like that. That's really interesting. It's interesting how when we learn how to do something ourselves, we can be so much more careful about who it is that we're hiring. Yeah. I like to tell people that not everyone's going to love digital marketing and meaning so much so that they're going to do it themselves. But if they understand it well, they're going to be able to know who's tricking them, right? Is the agency that I'm working with, do they really know what they're talking about? Or hmm, maybe I need to move on to the next one. So even if one goes through a course like this and they see like, ah, I don't know if I actually want to do it, but that knowledge is going to help them in many ways, whether they see it now or whether they don't see it now. But it's sort of like any course you take, that info like becomes now part of you, part of your psyche, and you're going to become better in with whatever you do. Yes, absolutely. The year 2023, I can think of maybe 1% of 1% of businesses who don't need digital marketing. Yeah, I think we're at a point where, I mean, we still have traditional marketing, but you know, I think we're not too far away where we don't need to say digital marketing anymore because marketing will mean digital marketing. Right, 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 right. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like an incredible opportunity for anyone who wants to go through your program. And what kind of results are you seeing in terms of your graduates? What things are they going on then to do? So a key component of the course is at the end, we do a final project where similar to like I spoke about experiential learning with, with my university in the audio world, that means that the student chooses a real life company and then takes everything that they learned throughout the course and applies it to like a final portfolio project. So imagine like a hundred page document where someone takes everything that they learned in the course and then applies it to a real life business. So just like a graphic designer We'll go ahead and have a graphic design portfolio. Oh, look at all the pictures I drew and the different things that I did. Similar concept here. They have now a document and something that they can show to someone and say, hey, not only did I learn it, I've actually done it and I can do it for you as well. So with that document in tow, you know, we've seen a lot of different outcomes. We've had people who have decided to become freelancers or yeah. sort of start their own mini agencies. We've had people who've gone ahead and gotten jobs. And sometimes it's not even directly related. Like, you know, in our course, we don't focus on organic social media that much, but we've seen people who've gone into organic social media as like the official job function, but they can bring on, along to the, you know, to the job, the SEO, the Google ads, the Facebook advertising, everything that they've learned to the job as well. We've also seen people go into like e-commerce roles where they're bringing their skills with them. And yeah, and like, I, I'm just thinking on top of the head, people who are doing digital marketing for Judaica companies or people doing digital marketing for insurance companies, re real estate incredible. firms. It's incredible. Yeah. There's, there's so many different avenues. And of course, I love what you said about the, the freelancing. And I could see that, you know, I work with a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs and, and newer and intermediate entrepreneurs and people who think like entrepreneurs and business owners. And, you know, when I think about a freelancer, somebody can go out and use those skills from your course, Danny, and do Facebook ads, 
or they can do organic Facebook ads and then slowly build and add freelancers or add employees and suddenly build out right over time, build out an entire agency. So what you're giving people sounds so valuable. It sounds so exciting. And I'd love to hear more from you in terms of like getting into all these things that you mentioned, the paid ads and the SEO. What would you say, what, what kind of like advice would you give to our entrepreneurs who are, let's say, solopreneurs, the coaches, the therapists, the freelancers, in terms of getting started with or, or, or leveling up in digital media, digital marketing, where would you start with that? Maybe we're not calling it digital anymore. Maybe we're just going to call it <laughs> marketing. So the way, the way I like to explain digital marketing is think of a square and imagine where we divide that square into half. One side of that square is going to be search engine marketing. And one side of that square is going to be social media marketing. And those are the basically the two foundational points of how people find your business through digital either through the search engines or through social media. Then what you're going to do is you're going to take another line and let's cut it through the horizontal plane or through the middle. And the difference between the top and the bottom is going to be paid media and organic media. So now we've got four quadrants or four little squares. We've got paid search engine marketing. We have organic search engine marketing, paid social media and organic social media. So when we look at those four, that's kind of like, obviously there's other aspects. There's email marketing and CRMs, lots of other things. But when we look at the core, we've got these four areas and often organic takes more time. Paid, the results are a lot quicker, but paid in general, the prices go up over time because they are auction models. And the more people who come in, the more expensive it is. So often when people are coming into this, I think they have to first understand what's my goal and how quickly do I need to see results? You know, some people, they have a lot of referrals, their business is going well, but they want to grow. Others are like, man, if I don't get business in the next month, I'm out of business, <laughs> right? And, it, you know, it could be either extreme. So often, depending on your situation of how quickly you need business, that's often going to be which area you're going to turn to more. Am I going to turn to paid media quicker, or am I going to maybe focus more on organic? In a perfect world, you're going to want to do both, but sometimes you don't have the funds or the time or the resources in order to do both. So it's, so it's essentially the choice is either time or money. Yes. All right. All right. Interesting. So for those smaller businesses and what a podcast, what do you, cause I know you have a podcast. We want to share a little bit with us about your podcast and how you go about as a podcaster and as an expert in marketing, how do you go about marketing with that podcast? Sure. So the name of my podcast is the digital marketing mentor, and we talk about mentorship and marketing. Mentorship is important to me because that's really like my brand. I'm mentoring my employees, I'm mentoring my students, I'm mentoring my audio students. So for me, it's really important to understand the successful people in marketing, who were the people who influenced them, and then how do they influence others? Because it's so important for young marketers you know, to understand, okay, who should be my mentor and what should I expect from them? And then as I get more experience, okay, how do I influence the next generation and people who work under me. So that's a really important part of the podcast. And then obviously we go into 
the expertise areas of the different speakers, you know, because we want to talk about the marketing as well. With regards to marketing the podcast, you know, I'm doing a lot on LinkedIn. And remember, the thing about podcasts are it's not just a podcast, but now it's suddenly this wealth of content that I can repurpose. So we want to make sure we take a podcast and divide it into smaller videos. And different videos are going to work well on LinkedIn versus TikTok or Facebook and Instagram. And sometimes it's not about promoting the podcast as much as just providing really good content. So I could take my podcast and create a small video and put it on LinkedIn without the goal of saying, hey, go watch the podcast. But maybe it's a really good two-minute snip, two snippet of really good information that you can share with your audience. Now, you know, people might want to know where it's from. They might not. But sometimes it's not just about promoting the podcast, but it's also using the assets of the podcast to go ahead and put it in the different channels and different things that you're doing. I like that so much. I feel like there is a lot of, you know, pressure podcasters have. I know myself in podcasting, we want people to listen, but what you're saying is no, you already have an asset. At the end of the day, you're growing your business and you're sharing a message share the message, share the content. And at the end of the day, people will come to you for the help that you provide. It makes so much sense. I really, really appreciate that. And I'm guilty of like having Buzzsprout open and looking how many listeners and going (laughs) to YouTube, you know, but the bottom line is if you think about it, sometimes you just need to shut that off because it's not about that. It's about creating this asset and using it in multiple ways. And I I love what you just said, right? It's about your business. It's not as much as the podcast on its own. Yeah, absolutely. I I work with a lot of entrepreneurs who are starting out. And I had a woman in one of my sessions last week tell me she really wants 100,000 followers. And I told her that she actually, she really doesn't because she wants to have one person who she can help and learn exactly how she can help that person. And if that person is listening to her podcast and and someone like her listens to the podcast and they both buy from her, she has a business. She doesn't need necessarily yet those 100,000 followers, maybe ever. I'll give you a wonderful story. So there's a guy in my community, a friend of mine. We both got into digital marketing around the same time. So I've literally known him for 12 years, maybe longer. We've never done business together. I launched the podcast. I see he signs up for the newsletter. I see he comments on a couple of, you know, my posts. And then suddenly, like a week later, I get this email from him that in his organization where he's working, they're thinking about switching vendors. Hey, Danny, I think it's about time that we work together. Uh, And that's crazy, right? Like this is someone who I've known for so long, but, you know, and he could have at any point in time sent me that email. But because I have this medium and it's allowing me to be a little bit more top of mind, maybe raise my stature a little bit in people's, you know, whatever that means, a little bit higher. But then it gave that push for someone to actually reach out to me. And you're right. It's not about the 100,000 followers or listeners, but it's about those individual connections and points. And you don't know what's going to trigger that, you know, that special email that's going to come out to you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I see that you're, sharing these snippets and 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 by doing that it's you know from a business perspective it makes so much sense because no longer is someone wondering who you are when they come to the door of your business or wondering how you can help them they know exactly who you are 
what your philosophy is, how you help. And it's just a matter of then them signing up. So I'm a huge fan of podcasting and I love everything that you're sharing about it. I want to see if we can segue a little bit into the larger businesses and larger organizations. One of my roles is in marketing for a corporate video production company here in Israel. We work with clients here and abroad. And one thing that we try to help them do is not only produce videos, but use those videos in the marketing as well. Do you have any insights in terms of just making the most out of promotional videos and, and, and where to put them and how to use them? And, you know, with all of the different tools that you have, what do you see as the various approaches to doing that. So first point would be similar to what, what we spoke about before, but when you have one video, often you can create it into and turn it into smaller videos. Now I know with video production companies, sometimes it's like, okay, here's this minute long video, but if you want us to create the 30 and the 15, it's going to cost a little bit more. So I understand sometimes there's some limitations to that, right. but but if you're anyway going to spend the time and do the video shoot, why not create as many assets as possible? Don't just limit it to that one, one minute, you know, teaser video or like pr promo video. Then we know that video is such a powerful medium. Often when we look at social media platforms, that's the medium that does the best. Like if you're going to put a video up against a static ad or even a carousel ad, the video is going to often um, do better. So once you have this wonderful video, like you got to get it out there. Right. And so whether it's Facebook or Instagram ads, whether it's YouTube ads, the idea is you want to put it out there. Don't just stick it on your website and expect people to come and watch it, but use it and leverage it. Now, obviously you want to have your goals. Like is the goal just for people to watch the video and to interact with it and say that they love it? Or is it about like actually getting people to come to the website and perform a specific action? I'm always more about coming to the website, perform a specific action, but there are times, especially when you, you're talking about more top of funnel, which means when people aren't necessarily aware of, of you and you want to just get top of mind of people, then it is appropriate at certain stages where it's just about how can I get the most people to see this and hopefully react and interact with it as well. Brand awareness. Interesting. Interesting. Also what you mentioned about the paid ads, and I'm curious, what would you advise these larger companies or these bigger universities? Like if university of Houston, were doing some sort of recruitment campaign with their videos, how would you advise them? So especially with B2B often like the marketing approach when it comes to B2B is you can't just start off right away with selling, like contact me right away. But it's really about education, informing, entertaining. So let's give an example. If I were to run an ad campaign on LinkedIn, typically people are going to say, okay, if I'm running ads, I need people right away to reach out and sign up for my, you know, for my business or sign up for the university. But as you and I, when we're on LinkedIn, you know, we're not there really to buy, right? We want to learn and to get information. So the advertisements that we put there as well need to follow along the same line. So when a company is advertising, let's say on a platform like LinkedIn, as a, let's like take University of Houston, for example, but imagine for them, you know, they want to 
educate and entertain people. So they put together a list, like the top 10 ways that you can get a job due to an, an MBA, right? So imagine I'm thinking about getting an MBA, should I not? What are the jobs? Oh, cool. There's this white paper there, this case study or top 10 list. That's interesting. I could learn more about. And then what's actually promoting that might be this really cool video, right? Of look, oh, look at the environment at the University of Houston. It looks really fun. And oh, look at those people. They got jobs afterwards. So, and so you have this video that's really promotional. And then under the video, there's a button like, you know, click here to learn more about what an MBA can bring you. And then maybe in your text, you talk about like this top 10 list. You don't necessarily, the ad doesn't actually have to be a picture of that like 10 list. It could be a video because that's going to engage people. And then, yeah, they click through, they give you your information and they go ahead and get access to that list. And then at that point, yeah, are they ready to sign up for an MBA at the University of Houston? No, not necessarily, but you know what? They're engaged and they are a prospect. And now what you can do is obviously use your email campaigns, providing them with additional content. Potentially you could pick up the phone and call them. Maybe not today, but maybe in a couple of weeks from now when you see, oh, this person, they interacted with three of my emails. Let's go ahead and give them a call. And then you can actually now on the social media platforms, you can be a little bit more direct in your advertising. So we talk about in advertising, the concept of retargeting. Retargeting means that someone has done something and now I can show them another video because I've, I've they, they've already interacted with me. So now my ads can be a little bit more direct because no longer am I, it's kind of like dating and then getting married, right? You got to date before you get married. So the idea is that now that you've dating already to go ahead and send out that marriage proposal or that actual like call to action, sign up today for an MBA, it's a lot more appropriate because you're in their life. And to see that type of ad can work really well. So That's going great. back That's to- great. Yeah, I like that. I like, I like the approach. It's a very human approach in terms of respecting people's process, bringing that awareness, bringing them the education, like you said, that- you know, the top 10 reasons you you might want an MBA or, you know, whatever it is, that educational piece, and then giving them the time, nurturing the leads and not expecting things to happen yesterday. I think that's, that's something that I know I've fallen into. I know a lot of my clients fall into this, like I put up the ad, why is nobody buying? You know, it's like this, this time factor. And you're saying, no, it's, it's a process and we want to respect that process. Now, a lot of companies can't wait, right? They don't believe, like they have, you have to agree and commit to the process because it's going to take a little bit of time. And therefore this type of process doesn't work for everyone, right? But in the world of B2B, longer sales cycles, more significant purchase, this strategy more often works than just going ahead and requesting for that purchase right away. Right, right. It makes sense. It's not the $37 course, the self-liquidating offer. It's a $37,000 MBA. So different process. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So in terms of digital marketing, marketing as a whole, what do you love most about what you do, Danny? I mean, I personally love, like I said, my I love teaching and I love teaching others about digital marketing. But when Talk, looking at digital marketing itself, my favorite area is SEO, which is search engine optimization, which, which is the organic side of search engine. That was like my first love. I still have a knack for it and a cool perspective. There's a certain like subset area, which I really love, which is all about website migration. So when you have a website and you're moving to a new website, 
often your old website has a lot of SEO value. And how do you retain that value when you move over to the new design or the new platform? Something that web designers, a lot of them don't know about per se. So often people will hire like an SEO or an SEO agency to help them with that transition. That's kind of like my niche love. But in the end of the day, it's all about the data and the, the ability that we can look at data and make decisions and see what works and what didn't. I think that's what's so fascinating when it comes to digital marketing is that you can actually see what's going on and make decisions rather than just sticking a billboard up on the freeway or on the bus stop where you know, you've know you got your message out there, but it's a little bit harder to see what worked and what didn't. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So I always conclude the podcast with a question. And that question is, if you could go back after knowing everything you know now, after building your business, becoming a professor of marketing, opening your academy, all of the things that you've done up until this point, and you could go back and you could talk to that younger self kind of transitioning from rabbi into business and tell him, give him any piece of advice, what would you say? Ooh, you know, when you're, when you're early on in your life, it's hard to know what's going on and it's hard to know what direction to go in. I think, you know, I think there's in, in Hebrew, there's a concept of bitachon, which means like trust or absolute faith in God. And I think that's something that like now I've, I've learned to, to have it and have a lot more, but I would, I would speak to the younger me and be like, man, you got to lean more into that. Like you have to realize that things happen for a reason that there is a God there out in the world that's taking care of you. And that would make it a little bit less stressful. And I think, you know, you know, it's funny. It's like, Hey, you, you're a rabbi, like you went to rabbinical school, but, but still we're all human and we struggle with that. And I feel like just giving that advice where lean into that a little bit more and oh, you know, focus, focus on that, I, I think would, would, would have done young Danny a, a little bit better. That's so beautiful. Well, I love that advice. And I love the fact that even though you're a rabbi, you're just so honest and real about the fact that everyone struggles with that faith piece and how important it is in this whole process. So I'm so excited that you joined us and I'm going to share all of your information in the show notes. But for anybody who's listening, who wants to connect right now, where can our listeners find you and everything incredible that you're doing in the world right now? So if you want to speak with me directly, LinkedIn is the best place. You can get to my profile easily going to dannygavin.me. Then our agency is optage.com. That's O-P-T-I-D-G-E. And then there's Odeo Academy, which is the academy which we spoke about for digital marketing. That's O-D-E-O academy.com. And finally, the podcast, The Digital Marketing Mentor, you can get there by the dmmentor.com. Incredible. We're going to put all of that in the show notes. Danny, thank you so much for being our guest on Inspired by Purpose. My pleasure. Thank you so much. All right, guys, check out all of the links in the show notes and you'll have access to Danny's work and the Digital Marketing Academy. Don't forget to use my code for the significant discount AZ23 also in the show notes. For all of this and more delivered straight to your inbox, I've got transcripts for you, I've got highlights, and anything you could possibly want in order to really implement what's happening in these episodes and use them in your life and use them in your business. 
go to drozzy.co backslash in, you're going to get a weekly email of highlights, links to transcripts, and best of all, you're going to hear about all the upcoming programs and really cool things we have going on in this community. Guys, thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful for this podcast. I'm so grateful for you, my listeners. It's incredible to connect with you, and it's so awesome to see the impact that you are having on the world. What you are sharing, your message, and your work is so important, and I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you. Thank you so much for listening to Inspired by Purpose this week, and I will see you next week.